minutes of our lives inside Either we're in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work Wherever podcast. On today's episode, we're going to get into streamlining purchase requests. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, first welcome. But we have four different flavors of the podcast. So we have Roy's Rants, which is me by myself. Welcome to those, which are going to get a little bit more technical. And then we have, Man, hotspot, I blinked there for a second. I forgot my own thing. But we got the internet hotspots. That's me, Sydney, and Destiny, which Destiny is uh, no longer local, so it won't be Des. It'll just be me and Sid again. And that's where we go through the internet. We take a look at trending news articles, pull them out, and uh, talk about them. We have Homegrown with Haley. That's my wife, where we talk about homeschooling. We talk about uh, our lifestyle and how we've been able to work wherever, homeschool our children, and travel. And then we have... The interviews. And so we haven't done an interview in a while. We are going to still sprinkle those in. I do have like two or three of them that are booked. Just haven't been recorded yet. Busy schedule, busy time of the year. The summer's always really busy for us as a company. So we haven't been able to do a lot of those, but we've been releasing plenty of other other podcasts. So today, like I said, today's a Roy's rant. And I they're going to get a little more technical because I've been starting to get people to ask very specific questions and I want to make sure that this podcast is beneficial to you guys and that you are able to sit down and listen to it, learn something from it, take action with it within your lives. And a lot of the people who are asking the questions are asking for very specific things. So this one was actually about purchase requests, which is funny because we're building a power app right now internally to our business for purchase requests. So, you know, we have an app for that, but, this all came about, which our app came out at first, whereas my wife and I, we both actually used to work for the Food and Drug Administration, which if you're new to the show, that's that's news to you. But if you've been listening for a while, you probably already knew that. But we both worked for the Food and Drug Administration under the Obama administration, and we worked for the Office of Generic Drugs. And while I was at the Office of Generic Drugs, both my wife and I had a lot to do with the purchase request process. In fact, we were the ones who – we were both purchase card holders. So we had to go through the process of purchasing. So it was it was it was actually the process that you could say started started all of capital presence, because the process run in the federal government is extremely inefficient. It is largely manual. There are tons of revisions. It, re it requires a lot of approval, and then the checks and the the purchase card receipts and the just it's it's a mess to be to be frank it's 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 a mess and it's very hard to track purchases as far as trends and to see how much you you've purchased in a month and it's because none of it's digital really it's all PDF um, 
or it's hard copy. It's it. I'm now it's different in every agency, but in the agencies that I've been around, it's equally as bad in every agency. And so we were large players, I guess, in the purchase card application within the government. And we, so when we came out of the government, we were like, we're going to build our own process. We're going to build our own purchase card application that solves a lot of the headaches and a lot of the redundancies and a lot of the problems. And oh, by the way, a lot of the overhead that comes with the current way that they're doing things. So not only are we going to do things that are uh, quicker, better, faster, but we're going to do it cheaper, saving the taxpayer money. That's what That was the ultimate goal in going through this process. And as we've gone through this, we've realized that being in the commercial sector and the private sector, that their processes are equally as messed up. And while their purchase card holders, there's less of them, the, the tracking of what is being purchased is still equally as hectic. And so when this question came in, talking about streamlining purchase requests and how we track purchasing and line items and stuff like that, it was like, all right, I can do a whole podcast on that. So we're going to dive into the challenges that organizations are facing. We're going to go into the processing of purchase requests and how organizations can explore how technology can help streamline this process from beginning to end. And then we're going to talk about some of the power apps that we've developed, how we use them, how we've involved multiple stakeholders. Uh, that includes submitters, reviewers, approvers, the purchase card holder themselves, so on and so forth. And then in the episode, we're actually going to cover different the different screens and the different functionalities within the application that we built itself. So that's what we're getting into. And so if automating your purchase card is something that is uh, beneficial to you, then you're in the right place. So, so let's start from the very beginning. Let's start with challenges that the organizations face. So like I, like I mentioned, the federal government, a lot of the challenges that we faced were you're looking to purchase something. And so in the government, it's a little different. You have approved vendors. And so you have this approved vendors list, which you're only allowed to purchase from specific uh, companies. You're only allowed to purchase specific things. Uh, you have purchase card limits. And so it does get a little difficult in order to, you can't just open Amazon or, or Staples or whatever and start making purchases, which before Amazon, Staples was like, that was the go-to when I was at the government. A lot of people used, <laughs> used Staples, uh, but you had to have, you had to have proof that that was the best price for the same thing. There's a, there's a website called GSA Advantage, which GSA Advantage is the government, um, essentially the government, Amazon, where you have all of these things that you're looking to purchase. So let's say we're, we're looking to purchase office supplies and we're looking to purchase pencils. Well, we couldn't just go to Amazon and search for pencils and then buy 20 packs of pencils and then, and then be done with it. It doesn't work that way. So the way that the purchase card process works, because you have to track all this information, this is government taxpayer money. So it has to be spent in the appropriate way, which regardless of what you believe the government does with your taxpayer money, let's let's leave that out of this equation and let's just talk solely on the process of a lot of the agencies and how they are how they are purchasing. Because this might be directly applicable to your private sector organization, your startup, or maybe where you want to get with your startup. Because a lot of startups are just they're just swiping. But you should be tracking this stuff because when it comes tax season, you know, now the government agencies, they are 
they're tracking where the money is going so that they, they can potentially get money from Congress so to prove that they need more money, that they don't have enough to operate or so on and so forth, right? For you, the small business or the enterprise organization, maybe you're looking for write-offs or you're looking to build a budget for the next year, right? So these, these problems that you're facing are still relatively the same. So the first, what's the budget? What do you have the budget allocated? That's a big one. The next one would be who's involved in the process? Is it GSA Advantage? Is it you're just going on Amazon? Are you are you price surfing, right? Are you are you sure you're getting the best deal? Just because you're buying pencils doesn't mean you just go to the first pencil shop and you buy a bunch of pencils. Okay, you should be looking for the best deal. Now that you might want the best product too, but that best product, there's usually a, a best deal associated with that product as well. Pencils, you know, maybe you just need number two pencil, right? Maybe you're not looking for too much of a difference when it comes down to your pencils. So either way, you know, this one has 12 pencils. This one has 20 pencils. This one comes with a pack of two pencils. Here are the prices for all of them. You need 100 pencils. What's the best deal, right? So you're looking and you're, you're pricing all that out. That's a challenge. Another challenge we ran into was the amount of people that are involved in the process. In the government space, you have the purchase card. So you have the requester. The requester comes says, hey, Roy, I need pencils. Cool. What are your requirements? They got to be number two. Got to have a grip. I need an eraser. Those types of things. Cool. No problem. So then you start, you go into the process, searching for the proper pencils. And then you then you say, okay, Mr. Uh, director, so-and-so said they need pencils. It looks like the average pencil cost is going to be around 27 cents a pencil. He needs 10. It's going to cost us X amount of money. Here's the justification for what it is they need. Is it okay if they if we purchase pencils for them? The, the director looks it over, who's a reviewer. Yeah, sure. Justification seems sound. Send it on to the next. Okay, approver. Hey, director said it's okay that the justification is sound. We need approval for the budget. Are we approved? Yes, we're approved. Okay, cool. Now we have to go back because as as quick as this may seem in the actual process, it sometimes takes days to get that approver, approval. Because again, we, this was a printout. So we had to screenshot, we had to print it out, we had to take it around, we could say, hey, can we do this? Yeah, justification is sound, cool. Okay, yeah, that fits the budget. Okay, now we got to go back. Well, guess what? Now that pencil is no longer 27 cents a pencil. Now it's 28 cents a pencil. Now, we're using pennies here, right? But maybe it's changed by dollars. Maybe it's changed by hundreds of dollars. Maybe it's changed by thousands of dollars. But that change and that difference matters. And it needs to be captured. You say, oh, hey, here's the difference in what I said. Before we said it was going to be $2.70, now it's going to be $2.80. Is that okay? The difference is $0.10. Cents. Yes, approval on the difference by the reviewer, approver on approval by the approver. And now the purchase card holder can actually make the purchase, noting the original request of $2.70 and the updated purchase of $2.80, a difference of $0.10 cents so that we can finally order those pencils. It's a lot, right? Now that's all done through, like I said, screenshots, printed out PDFs, 
And then every purchase card holder at the end of the month has to go through their what they purchased and send it to like a master purchase card person who reviews it to make sure that all the budgets and all the divisions are are lining up. Goodness gracious, that is a headache if I uh, if I've ever heard one. And so, what are some ways that technology can help with this? So, first off, you can use links because. We're no gone are really the days of where we are just going to the stores. Now, I definitely went to the store, Office Depot and Staples. I definitely went and had to do like runs to go get a certain amount of things where we just go to the store and we had to buy folders and keyboards and all that, right? And you're just there and you're like aisle shopping. You don't really do that anymore. Now, what we're doing is more so on the internet. And so I can get an Amazon link in five seconds and include that into a purchase request. Now, if you're doing things pen and paper, that becomes very difficult. You're talking about screenshots, you're talking about printouts, still possible. But when you digitize this entire process, you can actually now bring everything in through links and you can track your spending a lot easier of what your approvals. So when you, when you use technology, and we're gonna say Power Apps, when you use technology to do this, you have the links all in one place. You have all of the purchases that were requested and made, whether they were approved or disapproved, all in one place. And then remember when I talked about how there were a difference in request via actual price? So maybe it was 10 cents for that one. Well, you can track that difference of closed cost and requested cost, and you can track for the entire quarter, year, whatever, of how off you were, how much your projected budget was or projected requests were, your actual spend and what the difference was. And then if you put in your actual budget there at the top, maybe somewhere, you're capturing the budget, you can take a look at all the money that you've actually spent in the quarter or a year and then compare that to your budget. You can do that in a Power BI. You could do that, which is a business intelligence tool where you show like graphs and stuff like that. And then you could also do it. In, you could do this in Power Apps, which is what we ultimately built. Now, the Power App, we built actually two different Power Apps. We built an administrative Power App for the admin, so they're tracking the approvals to say what's what's in review, what's in approval, what's in purchase card holding, what's in request. And then we also built one for the actual purchase card holder, or, or the, not the purchase card holder, the the requester. So the requester has a has an app, and they make the request. Say, I need pencils. I need this. I need travel. Um, and then we also built the travel into it as well so that when you are traveling, you have your itinerary, you have your hotels, you have your flights all in one place, and then you can upload your expenses to that package. So you could say, I'm going to take a picture of this receipt because I went out to dinner. Okay, what's my per diem for the day? Per diem is how much you're allotted to spend. That's a big government thing. And so if you're going to you know, St. Louis, your per diem might be like, I'm making this up, $75 a day. And so then you can... Uh, Track your spend against your per diem, okay? So through technology, there's a lot, of, a lot of ways that you can streamline this, not only through sending the approvals because now the, maybe now the reviewer is getting a notification and so that what might have taken a day because they had to be in the office to, to physically get a wet signature, now it's just being sent and they can just on their phone tap review, approve, deny, whatever. So that's speeding the process. You're saving hours, man hours, uh, so the the overall process becomes not only more efficient but cheaper to to run, um, but you're saving money on paper too. Maybe now you don't need as many printers. You don't need to 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 buy paper to print these things out or pens to sign. 
you know, you're, there's certain costs that you're saving and you're making the process more efficient. So technology can help with all of that. And then from the managerial perspective, you can take a look at all of your spend like I talked about. We can run reports quicker. We don't have to wait for those monthly printouts to say, okay, what does your monthly statement say? We can do it in real time. All really good things. So what does this Power App look like? Like I said, I'm going to go through how we're utilizing Power Apps, um, how we use the purchase requests involving the multiple stakeholders, and then I'll get into a little bit of getting under the covers here about exactly how we built it. So we built it as a Canvas app. There are multiple screens to this Canvas app. And like I said, there are actual multiple apps to the Canvas app, all populating a SharePoint list. That's how we did it. It's through SharePoint. You could easily do this through Dataverse if you guys wanted to do it that way. And you could build it into a bigger application using like Dynamics um, and bringing into Dynamics and then, you know, seeing what you're purchasing through, through, uh, through, that, through that view and make it part of your CRM if you really wanted to. We decided not to do it that way. We're doing it as a Canvas app. But it's certainly... Uh, certainly something you could do, but we did it through SharePoint. We did involve Power Automate. So you are getting notifications. The approval flows are running to the multiple directors. So the reviewer goes in, they use the application, they open up the application, they say what it is that they're looking to purchase, what category of a purchase it is, what's the justification, when do you need it by, if there's a certain date, why you need it by that date. And then any attachments, whether it's a link or a PDF or a picture or whatever, but you need to attach what it is that you're looking to purchase. You submit it, it then goes under review to your director. Hey, this is what I want. They take a look at it. They can write any internal notes that we're also capturing that then that member would only see, which is a separate screen. So the reviewer goes in, they see it. They're able to write notes, say, yeah, I approve this. Hey, director, this is comes out of the one, two, three budget. And they have those notes that's then sent on to the approver. The approver goes in, they have their own screen. They have their own area that they can see that nobody else can see. They can still review the notes and they can write their own notes, uh, approve, reject, whatever. And then it goes to accounting. And so accounting has their own view, which we built it. So we run it as an Excel sheet. That's how we've, we had done it prior to the Power App. And so the, in the Power App, just to save time of uh, understanding how the application works and having to train members on understanding something, we built the final screen not to look like a Power App, but to look like an Excel sheet that you can actually export if you really wanted to. And so you look at that, it has all your line items, you see all the reviewers and all the approvers, which, oh, by the way, if any of the reviewers or approvers want to reassign the approval to somebody else, we built that into the Power App as well, which uh, is a, an assigned, it's a people picker field in SharePoint is the way that we did it. And so that's that's how you do it. So the final accounting takes a look at it, uh, approve, reject. They can mark it in the budgeting and then send it to the purchase card holder because the purchase card holder is the one ultimately making the purchase. And the purchase card holder goes in, says, yep, we purchased it or I'm waiting to purchase. And then attaches the final receipt because that's when you get the receipt and then marks any differences. Oh, you know, we got actually got it cheaper because it was on sale or it, the price went up, which if it went up, then again, we talked about having to go through that additional funding approved. So that's how we built it. Multiple screens, multiple apps. You don't necessarily have to build it that way. That's the way that we chose to build it, but I would 1000% do it with Power Automate and Canvas apps to start, which 
if you don't even have a process, start way before that. Do it in pen and paper and understand your process, map it out, really understand who needs to go through reviewers. You might not have as many steps as we built in. We built ours in from an enterprise government type of structure. Like I said, startups, you, you might be the requester, the reviewer, the approver, and the accounting team. It won't be that like that forever, but maybe that's how it is, how it is right now. And so the way that we the way that we built it through Canvas apps, we did it that way because you can you can rapidly spin up a Canvas app. In fact, you can you can publish it, then export it. I can export it out of my environment and import it into your environment, tweak a few things, build a list, and then boom, now you have a process. Now you have an app. So we we did it that way so that we can help other businesses with things like this. We're like, well, we have this solved. We have decades of experience in this. Why not just build an app? Solves our problems of all the things that we've looked to find. And then, oh, by the way, we can easily repurpose it and reuse it and resell it to other companies so that they can solve their problems as well. That's why we chose Canvas apps. Now, do you have to do it that way? Like we just talked about. No, you could easily do this in Dataverse with a, with a Dynamics application, which is a model-driven app, which you can still export model-driven apps. But we wanted to do a build once, use many, which I believe that within your organization, if you're looking to build something, you should go the build once, use many type of governance. That's the way that I believe that you should do it. Because if you build something for your IT team, your HR team or your sales team or somebody else might want that same application. If you're an enterprise organization, a lot of those enterprise organizations have different divisions and offices and directorates that maybe don't share the same technology. But if you built it over here for a, a purpose, like I built a hoteling application uh, at one point, and that hoteling application was used for uh, a specific office within a federal agency. And then there was another office that heard about it, wanted it. And they were like, well, we want to do that too, but we actually are in a totally different building, a totally different location with totally different requirements, but we want that app. So we exported it, imported it into their structure. They made a few tweaks to match what it is that they do, and they were off and running. So instead of having to build a total new application from scratch, build once, use many, export, import. It's a lot easier that way. Microsoft does a really good job with the Power Platform. Uh, and doing things like that. You can export Power Automate, which is your workflows. You can uh, export your Canvas apps, which are your tablet uh, and mobile device applications. And then you can export import model-driven applications, which are more of your CRMs and stuff like that. So really good product, really good tools. That's why we chose to do it that way. So guys, hopefully this helps. Um, as always, write things down, use paper, use Excel to start. And then when you get to the point where it's time to build, Make sure that you are tracking the multiple levels of approval, approving, which you can do in Power Automate and Canvas apps. Build multiple screens. And if you want to do multiple apps, one for your admins and one for your, your, your actual user base, then go ahead and do that. The caveat or the asterisk with Canvas apps is these are for internal use members only. So if you have an external user who you want to use this application, but they don't have a company uh, email address, you'll have to do it a different way maybe through like a Microsoft form or something like that where they fill it out and then it still populates that SharePoint list. That's another way that you could do it and get around having to use the Canvas app. The, you got to be careful with that though because anyone can use a Microsoft form. Anyone can fill out your form. So you have to keep it a little close to the chest there uh, to make sure that uh, you're not getting 
external members asking for things that are, are even associated with your organization. So guys, hopefully you learned something. If you do want this application, hit us up, um, go to our website or, or reach out because we do have this application and we can certainly give you a demo of it if you want. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys learned something. Hit the like, subscribe on YouTube. If you guys have anything else you want me to go over, anything else you want me to review, uh, hit in the comments either here on YouTube or on any of your listening platforms, Spotify, iTunes, etc. And uh, guys, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, see you. Well, guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time. Hope you did too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major streaming platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all Work Wherever related. See you next week.